This is a re-release of episode 25 due to my health-related hiatus. Try saying that five times fast. I think this is an episode of that ev- that every single person who is doing data mesh, no matter what position you are in the organization, should listen to. It should be drilled into every single person's head repeatedly. Truly listen to this and take heart as to what I'm saying. Have some empathy for yourself. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. I'm going to keep it brief for this bottom line up front. The first segment that I'm going to go through is about five minutes long, and it's about the pain points you are feeling are not yours and yours alone. Many other people are feeling the same challenges, same issues. We need to get to a place where we can talk about that. But you also need to understand that you're not the only one who hasn't solved data discovery domain-driven design for data, or many, many other things. The second segment, again, about five minutes, is some suggestions, some ideas around how we might go about approaching getting more information, more sharing to make people feel more seen, but also to kind of narrow in on what are the biggest challenges, the most widespread challenges, and, and maybe create a forum as well for people that think that they have found a good solution to those challenges. Third one, about five and a half, six minutes. Your message may vary. Uh, derivation of your mileage may vary. Understand that you can't just take the implementation of someone else and apply it to your organization. There's a, a few points in there that I'm very specific about, including finding some people to bounce some ideas off but like take the learnings from these other organizations' journeys and apply them to your organization. Don't take the actual implementation itself and just try to copy-paste it. It's not going to work. It's not just you. If you take one thing away from not just this episode, but this entire podcast, 
It should be this. Can with five nines level of certainty guarantee any large challenge you are facing with data mesh, tens to hundreds of other organizations are facing the same challenge. It's not just you. I see this a lot with data mesh, especially in my one-on-one chats with people. People leading aspects of an implementation are having a challenge. They look for someone talking about their specific challenge. They find nothing. So they assume others have solved it or it's not a big pain point for others and that they are the only one trying to figure it out and are behind the curve. I would yell, but it'll peak the audio. So I'm going to step away. They are raw. Data mesh is so new. There is so very much white space and specifics to figure out. And honestly, I started the podcast because every single conversation is having with people on private calls was about the challenges they were having and that they didn't have a place to look for answers. Let's talk about fixes to this in the next segment, but I'll lay out a few common challenges. Domain-driven design for data. I already had one episode, but more are coming. There is not a lot of content around specifically DDD for data. It's especially hard if you aren't coming from the software DevOps world where you've had experience with DDD before this. Data discovery. Beyond here is a data product and here's a bit of documentation, I see very few specifics here. How do you make it so that it's easy to find the actual data about the data product, about what data is in it, what the actual semantics mean, how it's connected to other data products. Interoperability, lots of things here. Governance, this is a major blocker for many people out there. For a POC, I think about it as don't get yourself in trouble. Every other aspect, you'll learn. You probably want to think about a few other things there, but really how to do governance right is going to emerge. We want to kind of think of the cover your butt, you know, CYA type of thing, but we want to figure out how to do governance as an enabler instead of a gatekeeper, as many people think about it historically. Tool vendor selection. There's a lot of places where people are having to roll their own and there's so much noise in the space. Like this is still a a big problem and People are just trying to figure it out. And there's not a lot of people who are going out there and saying, this is the tool I chose and here is why, and here are the specific challenges. And if you're not facing those same challenges, maybe it's not the same right tool. Platform building and concerns, like what do we need to actually provide to who and when? How much do we build out ahead of time? How much are we building out as things come? Should we kind of see what, people want first and then build based on those desires? Or should we, you know, are we thinking that that might be the Henry Ford old quip about people would have asked for faster horses instead of cars? It's a, it's a challenge. It's a question. Data quality. This is such a deep topic, right? And, and just data quality might mean one small thing to a person, but it's all of these quality and trust and lineage and observability and everything in that space. You know, I've done a lot of episodes of the podcast just on data contracts. There's more to be published soon there. You know, lineage, semantic correctness, how to do, you know, your observability and monitoring on data in motion, 
all sorts of things. Data products. Just WTF is a data product. No, seriously. This is a different scope for every organization. And do we have any standard blueprints? Can, can we start to share what a data product means and is within uh, multiple organizations so people can start to feel like, oh, I can kind of get this. Domains don't get data. How do we get them up to speed? You know, how do we get them to, to want to do this? You know, driving buy-in in general, like just how, what are tips, what's working, what aren't working? What is my POC checklist? Many, many, many more. Again, hopefully this makes you feel seen. Your problems are, are, as a community, problems. Let's work on a way to get people comfortable sharing that they don't have it figured out yet so we can discuss what questions to answer. And stay away from the canonical, this is the way to do X type of answers. It's what challenges were you seeing? Why did you make these decisions? And what did you learn from it? And what might you do different? That's what's really helpful to the community and and sharing about what your challenges were. Everything is dependent on the situation. Get used to some ambiguity. Get used to not knowing everything before moving forward. Embrace that complexity. That's how you're going to be successful with data mesh. Again, you are not the only one. It's not just you. Heck, I forgot to even include all the organizational challenges pretty much outside of buy-in. So there's so many, many things that we need people to be able to share about what's working, what's not. So you are not alone. It's not just you. It's not just your. Let's be open about your challenges. So how do we fix the silent suffering, the pain point problem, the other alliteration here that I mentioned in the first segment? I've got some ideas, but a lot of this is should be interactive. People should be suggesting how to do this. People should be taking this on. Take the reins. Figure out how we can get more information. My ideas, you know, one, more people just need to share their pain points. I'd love to see a good forum emerge where people can be more anonymous and share what challenges they have. I tried to do our data mesh on Reddit, but it kind of flopped. If someone wants to manage a forum, do it. A vendor, a community person, I don't care. There needs to be something where people can share what challenges they're actually having and that they can choose to be anonymous uh, when they are posting these. And selfishly, I'll say more people should come on the podcast and talk talk openly and honestly about their journeys. Now, rose-colored glasses, what are the legit challenges that we need to solve? What have you tried that isn't working? Those anti-patterns are very important learning for the community in general. So if you can share what you've learned, that's very, very helpful. Number two, we need more people talking about what they're doing that is working. Sometimes it feels like we only hear about the challenges. Well, who thinks they have a good solution? Vendors going to vend. They're going to try and sell all the time. But we need more folks sharing, and especially the approach, not the tool. Tools don't solve problems in most cases. They're often helpful in alleviating the pain and thus are an important part of the conversation. But it's how to approach the problem that's the hardest and the most valuable part. 
So what were your specific challenges? How did you think about them, et cetera? Number three, totally open to these ideas. Do we need to have an open gripe session? Do we need to have meetups around here are my 10 biggest challenges that I don't know how to, <laughs> to approach? What's going to be helpful to people? Getting people to stop lurking long enough to get that info out there, even if it's just a PM to me in the Slack, is very useful. Do we need polls? What? Tell me. How can we get this so people can feel like they aren't the only ones facing these challenges and that we can start to surface what are the most important challenges so we can dig into this? A lot of the content has been very high level because there isn't a great forum for doing these deep dives. It's part of why I launched the podcast, but we just need to make it so that people can feel okay about sharing what challenges they're seeing and that we can kind of sum up that information and really start to work as a community towards addressing. The MLOps community did uh, a great review of all of a lot of the tools that are available relative to MLOps challenges. I would love for some folks to conduct that as well. You know, I put up a poll on LinkedIn about what, what do you want me focused on, whether it's putting together a kind of beginning POC challenge, doing meetups, or this type of, of approach of what vendors and tools are out there. We have the vendor interviews for a reason on the Data Mesh Learning YouTube, with Nick Hudecker. If we do this, it could get corrupted easily. So we need enough folks overseeing it and being a part of it. But we can probably figure out how to do this appropriately. Maybe it's people provide me with their info on their vendor selections and I start to put some stuff anonymously together, whatever. But we kind of need to start to talk about where are their white spaces? You know, Maybe the vendors see that and go, oh, I'll start to build tools for that and that people don't feel like they're having to roll their own for so many things. If you saw, there was a webinar with uh, Sina Jahan and uh, Jamak ThoughtWorks about what they actually learned from doing this. I think it's called Data Mesh in the Trenches. And so they talked about a lot of the tools they looked at and what tools they chose, but it was for you know 30 different problems. So it was a minute or so at most on any one selection. We need to get a lot deeper so for folks so that people don't feel like, okay, I just have to kind of throw a dartboard and or throw a dart at a dartboard and, and figure out, eh, okay, we'll try these three tools. Like what challenges are people seeing and, and how are they trying to really look at those from a tooling perspective? So again, these are just my ideas. Please Feel free to get in touch with me or talk about these in the Slack, talk about them openly wherever you are. How do we start to figure out what are these main pain points and how do we start to kind of tackle them one by one? Your message may vary. This is playoff your mileage may vary, as in this may work for you or it may not. This one is probably the second most important thing to take away from the entirety of the podcast. What works for another organization may not work for you. Same for pitfalls. You need to look at what challenges they were trying to solve and what approaches they used. There 
are some quite prominent folks who are pushing back on some of the things I'm doing, trying to get people to share about their early journeys. You know, there's this worry of what if someone with a setup that won't work for most organization becomes kind of the de facto setup and it becomes the darling. So what I like people to make sure they understand is to really think about what challenges people that we're facing. And, and I want you to, I've got six real points and one seven as a joke. So the first one, pledge to yourself that you get this point, that you understand that there isn't a perfect model to take and apply to your organization. You have to take the learnings and apply them to your organization. Uh, a copy-paste will lead to failure. Use the podcast as it is intended. I'm doing multiple interviews on the same topics for a reason. So we can build up a lot of viewpoints and start to figure out what will work for yours. That you can see four or five different viewpoints on addressing the same challenge and that you can figure out, okay, I liked this aspect from this one and that aspect from that one, but I don't want to take this from, from this third one. That you really use this as a overall grouping and not that you're going to kind of anchor to one specific implementation and say, we're going to copy exactly. Third one, write down at the top of every strategic document regarding your data mesh implementation. Technology and architecture are not the most important parts of data mesh. I want you to put that to heart, but I want that shared everywhere. So many people keep talking about they just want to put together a data mesh architecture. That is not going to work. If you just have the architecture and you don't have the organizational shift, this is going to fail. I can say again with pretty near certainty, just having the architecture is not going to lead to a good and useful and rewarding and, you know, whatever uh, kind of implementation. Fourth, take every user journey as a journey for that organization. Take the learnings from it, but do not even consider copying it. It won't work for you. Take the learnings and apply them to your organization. Five, find people outside your org to bounce ideas off. You know, this can be outside of your organization as in company or whatever, and as well within the the greater company or organization and that aren't in your department. But you, you got to find people who can understand your frustrations. Data mesh is a big cheat. So some people where you need kind of a vent to, to just say, I'm so frustrated around these things, but also people to bounce those ideas. Number six, understand that right now, this is bleeding edge and you won't get it right at the start. Set yourself up for the expectation to evolve. And as Kirk Gardner says in an upcoming episode, you need high tolerance for failure. You're not going to get it just right on the first go. And that isn't a sign that you are dumb. It's a sign that you're trying, right? If you're going to try to be on the bleeding edge, it's called bleeding for a reason. Number seven, my joke one, if I do launch a Patreon, which... I'm thinking about just because I've got so many episodes that are in the, the backlog and it'd be nice to get those out early to some folks. But 
Um, if you do sign up for that, put it on a corporate card. Kidding, kind of. So stay tuned. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.